All right, welcome to another episode of Bram Radio Podcast, where we tackle a bunch of stuff that us dudes just like hearing about, but also get into some of the issues. Parenting, marriage, our relationship with God, our relationships with each other, and uh, the things that also pester, pester us down in the bowels of our hearts. But today's guest is awesome. I want to tell you about, he's also one of my best friends on this planet. He's a business partner of mine in, well, we did, what, four, four-ish things, if we count if we count them all i mean categories or like entities and trans you know trans i mean it's, you know I, I don't know it's it's could it's, be more it's a lot whatever. it's a lot and um but uh also is now starting construction on the most prestigious golf course to ever be built and we're going to hear all about that because if you like golf you're definitely going to want to stick around for the entirety of this podcast from Rancho Cucamonga, which is so fun to say, by way of Colorado and a graduate of Wheaton College, spent time at Charles Schwab, also went to Pepperdine University and got a master's degree in dispute resolutions, of all things, at overachievers. Low self-esteem, yeah. really. I hate you, dude. That's why I have low self-esteem. Yeah. <laughs> My best friends say I hate you all the time, so <laughs> I have to make up for it with, you know, deg degrees. and. <laughs> but 10 years at Charles Schwab, met the love of your life, married her, had two amazing kids, and then along comes Junior Rankin Bramstead to uh, go ahead and add some spice to your life, which I did in uh, in spades. And uh, and so and some and some gave you some headaches, and uh, we have done some really fun stuff together. And I am so stoked to have Mr. Brian Tucker in the house. <laughs> Brian Tucker. Anyway, Brian, good to see you, man. Yeah, good to Thanks see you. Thanks for being here. We've also gone through and done some really not fun stuff. I mean, yes. you know, um, which you know, we're also yep fun. You know, one of my favorite things to do with you. <laughs> is 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 argue <laughs> i tell this story all the time huh? wait you're very comfortable with conflict yeah <laughs> oh yes yes you are yeah it's gonna be that kind of podcast folks. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> my wife's very comfortable you know with conflict i got a imagine i got a a master's in conflict resolution thinking that it would help me conflict resolution not dispute no no it, 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 it's a mdr m masters in dispute resolution so okay no i'm i'm just you know we're talking about conflicts and uh and it it uh it has not helped me win one argument with sonia um um who also has a very massive brain much like yourself dr hmm. tucker that she is, and uh, 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 Sonia, dude, dude, we're that's my tribe right there, dude. That's my tribe, dude. She's she's my people. I freaking love that girl. She is so funny because she's dark skinned so that's why she does. You know, he's saying, it, you know, <laughs> she's my people. Oh no, you were that's, you were just I, talking I mean, about too. like uh, you know, okay, yeah. She's uh, she's she's uh, she is. She will let you know. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, I mean, one of the many, many amazing things about my wife is that um, you, 
you never have to guess where you stand, you know? Mm-hmm. My kids' favorite story is uh, <laughs> when they were at church, they, were, they found the rope climbs because the time church was a gym. Mm. And uh, we, they were out back and they were climbing, the, they were climbing the rope climbs. The uh, and they're fast rope climbs, and she came out there and like, "What are you doing? Don't climb that." Well, Brian said we could climb it. I am the boss of Brian. They love that story. I am the boss of Brian. So has that come up today? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I just saw Sam, and first thing he said it was like, "I am the boss of Brian." Thanks, Sam. Yep. So I'm reminded yes. uh, in case I forget that uh, Sonia always outranks me. Yep. I have one of those too. Yeah. I have, I have one of those too. Yes. Yes. So um, uh, uh, bring me up to speed um, on your, on, uh, so I, I missed, I probably missed some stuff in that, in that bio. So tell us about you first. You know, um, slow, slow walks on the beach. I mean, you can yeah. say all that. I mean, here, yeah. horseback riding. Uh, my favorite color is mauve. Um <laughs> Um, but no, I mean, you, you, uh, I am a PK pastor's kid. So, am I. um, and, uh, but one of them's always like the rebellious one and the other kids always like the, 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 you know, good one. I, I, I still don't know which one I am, but, uh, but yeah, um, my oldest son, Santiago is now playing football at Wheaton college mm-hmm. and your alma mater my alma mater, and he is the fourth generation of college football players. You walk down our hallway and you see my grandpa in a leather helmet, play for Pomona College, my dad played for UCLA, I played for Wheaton. Um, and it was like in our our blood that, you know, it's a requirement, you, you know, that yeah, you have to play football in college. And Sonia would never let the boys play football, ever. She's like, no. You know, she's a doctor. It's like, no, I, I, I know what it does to your brain. No, no, absolutely not. And she said, uh, and I said, hmm, this was early on. They're playing soccer and stuff like that. So they, they she said, and, they and can, rugby. Basically. They can play any other sport. And I'm like, hmm, what's a gateway drug to football? <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, okay, so, because Sonia's like a, a woman of her word, you know. Mm-hmm. So you can occasionally, you know, uh, um, get her, you know, with what she says. Oh, so I said, okay, so they could play any other sport but football. She's like, yeah, okay. And she, oh, you know. You Brian Tucker. Yeah, like a, like a month you or two later. Brian Tucker. Um, she, she shows up uh, at home from working or whatever, and the boys have their, you know, scrum hats on, and, and um, they're, she's like, what's that? It's like rugby. And she's like, like, it's not football. <laughs> and they were, they were young, too, so they played rugby their entire um, – the entirety along with soccer of their of their youth and uh so Santiago never played football but he he was a what halfback and uh and he also kicked the rugby ball you know when you score a try sometimes from the sidelines you got to like bend it in and stuff like that and so when he went to college I'm like hey you know Santiago you could probably kick a football you know it's much easier than a bloated you know uh light rugby ball and so we did it, and I sent it to one of my old coaches. I play football at Wheaton, too, and he's still there after, like, 25 years. And he's like, oh, yeah, have, have him come out. So he's on the football team. You know. Nice. Um, Walked on to a college football team. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's a lot of fun. And, yeah, and then the other one is just a little monster. 
and I not little by little. Yeah. I say that sarcastically because I just you sent me the picture yesterday of you of you and Sebastian side by side, and he is just huge. Yeah, yeah, he's like six two 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 fifteen two twenty. Last year as a freshman in high school, he was he played rugby, and he was all county, and they were like a, a Saint 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 Augustine is a top ten nationally ranked rugby, so it was a good squad. So it was a lot of fun. And then and then he started playing football because, you know, it was a gateway drug, you know. So, mm -hmm. like, Santiago's not playing. I'm like, hey, you know, Sonia, they got to let the little brother play. You know what I'm saying? It's not fair, you know. And so <laughs> he started playing. So they they actually won last Friday CIF, uh, wow. which is, like, Division One in, in San Diego. So this, this weekend they play an L.A. team for all of Southern California. And then if they win, they go to state and play the mm -hmm. Division One Northern California team. So it's kind of fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, uh, tell me what you're doing now, because uh, you and I, we uh, we partnered up and we uh, we bought Scott of San Diego along with our, our our third partner who would get super mad at us if we even mentioned his name. So yeah, we, we won't mention. We, we won't. We won't. We won't mention Jimmy at Jimmy all. Jimmy Herbst. Yeah, his name because that would be. That you know, he would just be so mad yeah, if we did that. And I'm not going to send him this podcast at yeah, all. That, yeah, no, no. We'll so keep uh, it secret. Yeah. So. Um, um, anyway, so, so dude, you're safe, <laughs> bro. You're don't safe. worry. We got you <laughs> inside joke, inside joke. Um, so, uh, after, after, after this, now you are moving on to something that has been a dream of yours that you have had in the hopper. Ooh, 17 years now. When you say it, it like that, you know, it sounds like, you know, it's, like I'm 18 years, you know, it's actually 18 years. <laughs> sounds like I'm really slow, which is true. Um, uh, well, there's also this thing called God's timing um, that has also played a role in this. And that's one thing that that it did not escape you. Like you knew all along yeah. what was what was happening there with that and that the time was coming. And now the time is here and you are getting to actually birth the dream that you have been that you have been working on for so long. And for me now, like on the sidelines as like a cheerleader for you, right. As you're out there doing that. And I am, dude, I am uh, Zach over there. I've spent a lot of time as a, as a cheer coach and stuff like that. That's me. I am like the Zach of, of you. I am over there. I'm dude. It's so exciting watching this whole thing come together. You have got to tell, us about what this golf course looks like, where it is, and what it looks like, because there is nothing like it on the planet. Uh, thank you for those kind words. Um, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been uh, quite an adventure, and it's been a fun one. You know, um, I think it was it was fun. The first two years were a little rough, um, but 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 uh, for the most part, it's been it's been fun because I um, God put it on my heart that like this is what you were this is what you're supposed to do you know this is your purpose um and so but to put that in perspective though right <laughs> here's the here's the big thing the big perspective of that is that you you had a amazing very lucrative job in in on wall street at charles schwab when this dream dropped for you and you left all of that 
to go do this. But then in the meantime, you did a lot of other business stuff too along the way, making you a very seasoned business guy, primarily real estate, right? And then that the the stuff that you learned along the way, like you had to go through a process first, right? Yeah. Before yeah. this, it's, you get a dream, a dream coming to fruition. It's just, it's not an event. It's not like, oh, and here you go. Well, I mean, it can happen that way. And I'm sure it has for some people, but that doesn't happen for me. That did not happen for you. This is something that you had to go through a gestation process to get there. And a lot of people don't understand that when, when they see people who are successful, they don't understand the, 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 what that guy had to go through to get there. And if he had seen the price tag of what it was going to cost, he probably would reevaluate if he's any bit of a normal human. Oh, yeah. He would probably go, yeah. eh, I don't know about that. But it's it, after being several years into this, the price tag was revealed to you in a way. And you were just like, I'm still I'm, I'm all in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The um, at, at age 30, I had achieved everything that I could at Charles Schwab um, and finished finished my uh, uh, master's degree and and uh, yeah it was very lucrative big beautiful custom house and it wasn't uh, um, I, I was destined to do something something more and and God a couple years leading up to uh, uh, resigning from Charles Schwab, is when uh, God put it on my heart. And sometimes it's a, it's a little tricky where you have this dream and this passion and like, is is it God inspired? Is it? <laughs> so, at, at age thirty, um, I said, "All right, let's let's roll, baby." Um, and I uh, I resigned, um, and all of my coworkers and the guys that I had met, you know, throughout my twenties, were like what is wrong with you? You know, I, I was managing a little over a billion dollars at the time and, and your portfolio, you know, typically grows. And so you get paid more and more money. Um, and you don't just, you know, walk away from that. Um, and it's not like you can sell it to somebody else, um, at Charles Schwab, like the, um, the company owns that, um, they own their clients and, and so on and so forth. Um, some of the other firms are different. And so you're just basically, you know, walking away from your real estate portfolio that you built, you know. It's, and so it was financially unwise to do this. But I I, I knew um, I knew I had to because each year it got uh, um, more and more unwise. You make more money and, mm -hmm. you know. And so poor Sonia has a different risk tolerance than I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, she grew up in a, in, in Venezuela and, uh, um, she most, and, and God probably made most, most wives and mothers with a, a, a lower risk tolerance to worry about tonight. What are we going to put on the food on the table tonight? Um, and men with like, you know, aspirational dreams that are, you know, for me, 17 years away, you know, uh, um, you know, we, we have a one year and a five year, you know, plan or an idea or whatever. Um, and that's how like, you know, uh, a man and a woman typically, you know, work best in, in, uh, raising family. So that's a healthy perspective though, because a lot of people don't realize that difference that women are wired differently 
when it comes down to risk and risk uh, being risk averse. They will, they look at things from a security perspective where men, I think, you know, uh, Jimmy said it best. Remember when he sent you that, sent you that text message, you showed it to me and we were just like, wow, that's deep. And he just said, hey, tell the boys to uh, uh, drive fast and take, take chances. Take, yep, drive fast, and t- uh, drive fast and take risks, which is what he does. He, and he was on a boat and he, he broke his something uh you know is is femur or something <laughs> yeah 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 no I, in the bahamas like yeah. away from yeah uh, yeah absolutely um yeah different risk tolerances um and you know sonia to this day we have two different bank accounts she's an executive at a, at a big hospital um and her money goes into her bank account when she looks at her bank account and she's all the cash in there, um, it it gives her a sense of security mm-hmm. um, and peace. When I look at my checking account, like every dollar I have in there, I think of like, that's a dollar wasted that could be invested into real estate, you know, leveraged with a mortgage, you know, uh, in, in something or, or a business growing. And it's, and it's, it's, you know, it's, you know, with inflation, it's, it's, um, and so we figured out to, to have two different bank accounts and it, it, it worked. But anyway, that just, yeah. that's, that's what, just, that's what we do in our family too. Yeah. It's just an analogy to represent, you know, our risk tolerances and, and, uh, uh, for us that works and it's, it's great. Um, but uh, so I was, I was about ready to resign. I said, Hey, sweetheart, you know, why don't you come to the office with me and, uh, I'm going to pack up my things, you know, we're going to do it together. And, uh, and she's like, okay. And she came to the office and I started packing up my things. Like, this is the most exciting, you know, uh, I'm at age 30. I'm going out of the top of my game. Um, and I'm going to go to the wild West, um, build a, develop a golf course in a third world country. You know, what could go wrong? And, uh, this is, this is an adventure. And, uh, she lasted like 15 seconds. She started crying and she ran out of there. <laughs> uh, and, uh, I never heard that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then it was, and I resigned, um, and it was like 10 days later, um, I had a piece of land in, in, in Baja that was going to be the golf course. And I realized, uh, people may not know what Baja is. Yeah. In Mexico, um, um, we're, we're here in San Diego. The border's like three miles from here, uh, from, from the drop zone here, um, and I live in Coronado Island, which is about 10 minutes from the border. Um, so Baja is the state of Baja, California, um, you know, which is Ensenada and, and Rosarito, uh, all the way down to Cabo. Um, and so I had uh, um, resigned to go build this golf course. It was going to be super easy. I had this piece of land. It was, it was oceanfront. It was, it was great. And, uh, and then I realized that like the land was, was gone. And this was about 10 days after I resigned. And that day, Sonia said, Hey, look at this. I'm pregnant with our second. This is going to work, right? You know, and I was like, <laughs> yes, of course it's going to work. Um, 17 years later, um, it's been an overnight success. Um, and so it was that night that uh, I, I was on the computer. It was like 3 a.m. Of course, I can't sleep, you know. <laughs> like, what have I got us into? And I was like, 
God, please tell me this wasn't my idea and I asked you to bless it. Like, please tell me that like this was your idea. <laughs> and uh, and he said, you'll see. And I was on the computer and this program called Google Earth had just come out and it was like crazy. It was you couldn't see a lot of it, maybe half of it, because there were clouds covering it over. It was the very first, you know, Google thing. But uh, you could fly over the world without having to travel there. Um, um, and and I, when I was a kid growing up, um, really in high school, we had gone down to uh, uh, Ensenada to help build this church and and school um, in what's now the the Wine Valley. Um, and we would go to this place called La Bufadora, which is a, a tourist attraction. It's the second largest blowhole in the world. Waves come in and it shoots up. And it was out on this peninsula. And so I was on the Google Earth. I was looking in, in it. At the tip of this peninsula, there's this big 1,200-foot mountain, which goes straight down to the ocean on both sides. And you just assume it does on the third side. But Google Earth came out. It looked like there was a little flat piece of land on the other side. So... Um, and, I, and because of the clouds, I couldn't tell. And so the next day I drove down and I hiked up to the top of this mountain peak, Empire State Building High, just for, for reference. And there was a cloud up there. And so I couldn't see. So I waited and waited and waited. About an hour or two later, you know, the the, the wind kind of part of the clouds and, and the sun shone down. And I, I saw this piece of land down below. And it was like the Holy Grail. You know, the, I heard the angel sing, and, and it was God just showing off. He's like, I got you. I got you. This this wasn't your idea. Like, I put this, I put this uh, on your heart. And so then that, that sort of bolstered my uh, confidence and mm -hmm. peace that, like, uh, you know, this is going to be all right. Um, so. And then along the way, there was some big names that have come and gone. And now you're in a place where you have just started – You've broken ground and you're starting to build and and to put it in perspective also for the golf course or the golfers that are out there. There are seven places where you're flying a you're flying a, a golf ball over water. Uh there are seven, eight, depending on a on a tee box, eight holes where you have to hit your ball over the ocean. They have a forced carries over ocean carries. Yeah. Wow. Um, it's at the tip of a peninsula, you know, so it's surrounded on three sides by yeah. the, by the Pacific and you have all these like fingers that kind of go out in the water. So it attracted the, the, all the big names. Um, it was the most sought after golf course design. Your, your, uh, mom could have designed the golf course and it would have been the top whatever, you know, in mm -hmm. the world, uh, the day it opens, um, because the land, the land is really special. So the, the, except the landowner said, I'll never sell. And he stayed true to his word. Uh, <laughs> but he lived to be 93 years old. <laughs> so <laughs> so that's why the 17-year, you know, uh, uh, journey, um, it was just two years ago, you know, after he passed away. Luckily, I had a great relationship with with he and his kids. The kids said, hey, you're, you're the one to buy the land. Um, and uh, so two years ago, we closed on it. I brought on um, Hugo Salinas. Uh, with his father Ricardo, um, which are uh, uh, big business guys who love love golf, um, and wanted to, they bought in on the 
philosophy and the vision to build uh, the greatest golf course in the world, mm -hmm. um, the greatest golf course that we could build um, there instead of trying to maximize uh, ROI, you, which is what you typically do if you want to uh, maximize you know, profit is you put as much real estate on there as possible. Um, so you have as much density, whatever you're selling, condo towers, you know, uh, lots, whatever. And, uh, and I wanted to ha master plan this piece of land. There's only 300 acres and you can't buy it next door. You know, three sides of ocean and the other is a, a, a mountain. Um, so I wanted to do just a, a small amount of, of uh, villas and casitas for the club um, and not have membership attached to real estate. Normally you, you buy your way into a golf club through the purchase of real estate, um, whether that's $5 million or $10 million or whatever. Um, ours, we, I wanted to be just, just membership so that we could choose the, the most exceptional, um, greatest families without compromise. You, you don't have the asshole egomaniac guy who, you know, bought a $12 million lot, so you got to let him in, and you can't kick him out because mm -hmm. he owns, you know, a, a house there. Um, and that's, there's a, there's, in many golf clubs, um, there's a group of guys that are like, you know, uh, kind of uh, compromise the, the club. And, and so we wanted to build a club which needed a business plan which would support that, um, which we did. So now you have the, this, this monstrosity being built down there now and it's not just golf i mean uh talk about the surf side of, of it because you know you i mean Toto santos is like right there Toto santos is five minute jet ski ride yeah out to the out to the, it's like a it's a yeah. the way you drive it's like three and a half i've seen you drive a jet ski before but um yeah for for normal people it's it's like four or five um you know it was <clears throat> it wasn't my idea it was uh it was slater's idea uh kelly's like um, loves golf like almost more than surfing. Um, I think he's like a two handicap. And he said, you know, Todos has seven surf breaks, one of which is one of the largest surf breaks in the world called Killers, uh, but it's it, it's also known as Todos. But there's like 30 surf breaks within like a 10-minute jet ski ride or boat ride. And he said, so don't make surfing just be one of the other activities you do at this golf club. Make it be a golf and surf club. The surfing is so good. And it and they're they're empty waves. Totos the, the the seven surf breaks, you know, it's it's on these two desolate islands that it's right off the tip. So no one's ever there. So Wow. I thought about it for a while and and then we 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 did that. We leaned into it a, five years ago or so and made it a golf and surf plug. And in fact, we <clears throat> we launched this year a big wave surf event. We called it Thriller at Killers. And January we got a fifty foot plus surf break there, and it was it was incredible. Uh, so so yeah, we'll never have uh, 
host the Masters or a golf tournament there. Um, but we have our own surf tournament, so nice. it's kind of cool, yeah. Nice. So walk me through how, how vision works because I know how it works for me, but everybody has their own take on, on vision and how to take a vision from it being a vision. How do you, how did you, how did you go through the process of, I mean, you had to go through some doubt. You had to go through some, I mean, you doubted yourself. I bet sometimes you even had, you even questioned God, like God, seriously, like you, you just, you had mentioned that. But how do you manage all that together? If you have a vision for something and and it's it seems to be moving away from you as you're moving towards the direction you have God going, you, God has you going in this direction, but it seems to be going away from you. Now, I'm not asking that for podcast reasons. <laughs> I'm asking that. For Bram reasons, because it, I'm in, I'm in that situation. I'm in that situation on a couple different fronts. And so, walk me through how you, how, how you, how you did that piece of it, because that's a big one. And there's, a, and I bet you, I'm not the only dude out there that's like, I kind of got a question about vision. Walk me through yours. Yeah, great, great question. Um, you know, it was, it was two years after I resigned. Uh, put the whole deal together, awarded the contract to Tiger to design the golf course, brought on Red McCombs, a, a billionaire out of Texas, owned the, the Minnesota Vikings, San Antonio Spurs, understands the he, – he never golfed in his life, but he understood the, the value of, a, of, of an athlete uh, on a team. He, you know, Randy Moss and Tim Duncan and David Robinson for his um, sports franchises. And then a year later – so three years after 2008 happened um, mm. and the world crashed um, and the landowner is still not sold. And I had spent everything that I had. Um, and it was like a year after that, that uh, uh, unemployment, um, I didn't know, but uh, Sonia applied for food stamps called EBT card. Um and I was wondering how where she was getting the money to buy those extra groceries, you know. I, uh, um, and uh, and also uh, bankruptcy. Um, I had a personal guarantee to something really big, um, which I, I'm not able to disclose, um, but related to the project. And that was that was the way that uh, I was able to renegotiate, um, but I had to go through BK. But I had didn't matter. I had I had no money. I had invested it all in, in this thing, and now it was gone. So now in the, in the, like the, the darkness, wow. um, and, uh, in 2008 and 2009 were, were, uh, um, were, were hard and bad for everybody. <clears throat> but I, I had a, God gave me a peace through the storm. So it was, it was it must have seemed bizarre to to Sonia. It did seem bizarre to Sonia and and my friends are like, you know, your your dream is just you know crushed, uh, like you know, and you have no money, and you're you know like, um, we were going to a Bible study at the time, and someone gave us a uh, thirty coupons for Seven Eleven hot dogs. Sandiao brought it brought it up to me the other night, <laughs> and uh, but it had an expiration of like. 
two weeks from now. So we, <laughs> it was no problem. We had 30 7-Eleven hot dogs, you know, in, in the next like, you know, 12 days or whatever. Um, it was, it was, uh, for me, it was, I had to, I had to work hard uh, to reinvent myself, figure out how to uh, provide for the family. Um, Sonia was raising the boys. They were, they were very, very tiny. So um, she wasn't working. And, <clears throat> you know, it's it, when you have a, for me, for me, at least, when you have a vision and a dream and a passion and idea, you can't just say dream at all cost. It's like, no, because then you, you, if you ever achieve the dream, which likelihood is, you know, maybe low that you, you achieve it. But if you do achieve it and you, you're, you know, you're, you have no relationship with your kids, you, you know, no wife, uh, you know, friends or then mm. like, what's the point? Mm. Right. <clears throat> and so it was this sort of secret that God and I held because, because he gave me this piece like, Hey, I got you. D don't stress. Um, you ever see Apocalypse Now? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a rhetorical question. Um, <laughs> you answered a rhetorical question, Bram. Good job. Uh, <laughs> just want to see if you're engaged still. Um, uh, do you remember? <laughs> do, you, do you remember uh, Bob, the actor Bob? Jeez, uh, it's like there's two things you do on this beach: you can fight, you can surf. Uh, anyway, yeah, I know what you're um, talking about. Yeah, um, the actor's name is Bob. Darn it. Anyway. Um, he's walking Duvall. around Duvall. Nice. Yeah. Robert Duvall. Yeah. That's why Bob didn't wear. Okay. Robert Duvall. He's walking around and there's, you know, landmines and there's, there's missiles and there's bullets going on, you know, exploding all around him. And the guys are like, you know, and, uh, he's, and he's looking at the surf. He's standing straight up and, and walking around and not flinching at all, at all the, you know, mm -hmm. this is what it must look like during this moment. Or I'm just like walking around and, you know, we, we moved to a two bedroom apartment and go in the jacuzzi with the kids and the pool. And, and like, it was just, uh, like, you're like, yeah, bankruptcy. And like, yeah, you know, you know, it's, um, um, so I had to uh, reinvent myself and, and had to, to work hard. Um, and God and I shared this little secret that like Punta Bra was going to happen. And I, I couldn't, it was, it was so like, far-fetched i i looked crazy if i would ever talk about it mm -hmm. and uh and sonia like soon thereafter would be like hey by the way i, I don't want to know about anything i don't want you to talk about punta brava with me uh, you know she said ever but you know as um this was like no i it's, it's understandable i probably looked crazy um <clears throat> and so um the vision stayed and it was something like deep down and it was, it was fun because God and I had the secret. Um, I remember, I remember, uh, you know, we, we got a bunch of like, uh, polo shirts or whatever that had, you know, they're embroidered with Punta Brava. Um, and, uh, they were in the truck of my car one time, or I had like master plans or golf maps. I can't remember. Um, and I was at a, a buddy's house and we we're out front and I opened the the trunk and like some of that stuff fell out and he's like, uh, he's like, Oh, you still doing that thing? Uh, you know, he's like, he's like that clothing company, right? The clothing. <laughs> cause, it, Cause it was, uh, <clears throat> um, anyway, but, um, 
but yeah, it, it was, um, I read, um, um, man's search for meaning Victor. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talked about, you know, getting through the Holocaust. Um, yeah, that's an old, that's an old, old book. Yeah. 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 Um, he, you know, the, per, the people who lived, if they, if they had control over it, um, some people didn't have control. Um, but if they had the control over, over their, um, living, cause, cause some guys would just be like, I'm done. And they would, you know, commit suicide or whatever. Um, he said, you had to hold on in your mind, um, to your purpose. You know, for him, it was, it was this manifesto book that, that he, you know, he's a psychologist. Uh, some guys, it was, uh, their, their wife, um, getting back to their wife and some guys, it was something else. Um, and, uh, so for me, um, this was it. So I could have gone through anything, um, and it it, it wouldn't have phased me. Like, um, every single night before I went to bed, I would walk through uh, the golf course, and the topography is really. Um, I mean, you've seen it. Uh, yes, um, it's great. There's so much undulations and rock outcrops, and and um, and and there's like fifty different coves and, and fingers out. And uh, the golf course was really like a three D puzzle. Um, Tiger said it is a 3D puzzle that if solved, it would be the greatest golf course in the world. Uh, it took him 23 separate 18 hole routing plans. Um, and, and Tom Doak, you know, took that and made a couple tweaks and is now, uh, designing it and, uh, the, um, the detailed stuff, but I'd walk through the routing plans. There were some holes that didn't, didn't work. And then we've, we, we got it set. Um, but that's how I, I would fall asleep, uh, at night. And uh, I, but it was something more. It wasn't just a strategy how to fall asleep. And I didn't really realize it. It was how I kept like my, um, my true north of the vision every night. And it was fun. Again, it takes me a while to go to sleep. So it'd be 30, 45 minutes, you know, walking through uh, um, in my mind, you know, I had the topography memorized. And and there was a moment during the 10 years of, of nothing of, of where I thought, I have to stop this because this isn't going to happen. Like it's, and, and I'm, and I'm doing other things, uh, you know, uh, with you and, and, uh, it's not like I'm, I'm this crazy person out on the street. I, you know, I was providing for my family and, and, you know, eventually re, uh, built um, some of what I in, invested. Uh, I had. And so for six months, I forced myself that when I went to sleep, I couldn't think about it. And then, and, uh, and had some, you know, interesting conversation with gods. And then something happened uh, significant. And it was God being like, no, no, no. Absolutely. Like, like the, the, the dream, the vision's there. No, it's going to happen. Like, remember we, we got, we got this thing, like we got this yeah. uh, secret that we're sharing. So, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is, uh, you know, I was like, this, this is, this is so, so exciting. So when you're, when you're talking about how, how, uh, you know, you, 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 you heard God 
in the middle of this storm of adversity that was happening for you financially, uh, business wise, the 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 by every human uh, position that you could be in, right? Like the gymnastics that you had to go through to 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 still stay engaged with the vision, right? You had to hear God in there somewhere. And a lot of guys don't know what God's voice sounds like. I know what it sounds like to me. What does it sound like? Moses. Oh, no. <laughs> what does it sound like to you? For me, it's a feeling of, of peace and anxiety is, is one of the ways that I hear God's voice. Um, when I make a decision or I'm in the process of making a decision, I'm someone who gets excited mm. no matter what. If it's a terrible idea, you know, like I'm like, you know, Let's go, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. And it's, um, it's, some it's, of it has been your ideas, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some of the good ones, some of the good ones. Uh, I mean, a few bad ones, but whatever. Um, and so I can't rely on my excitement because that will happen every time. But it's the it's the peace or anxiety that attaches to the excitement um, is is God's way of communicating with me. Like, like. Yes. So during this this adversity, during this craziness, which which wasn't just like I mean, there were some very dramatic moments. You know, my my architect, golf course architect, you know, hit a tree. Um, you know, the um, hit a tree like in his car. Yeah, yeah. He was he was trying to outrun um, somebody chasing him with a with a golf club. Um, the, oh, oh, the, okay, never mind. Yeah, guy. I'm tracking the, <laughs> the, the 2008, uh, stock market crash, you know, uh, Tiger, um, won the U S open in 2008, but he had to go into a playoff hole, playoff round. And he was planning to come down to Punta Brava and they asked him Sunday night, Oh, you got to go to work tomorrow. You know, playoff round. What'd you have plan on doing? You know, relax with your kids. Like, no, I, I was actually going to go down and, and, uh, walk my the latest iteration of my golf course that I'm designing. And it's like, oh, and everybody's on NDA. And uh, it's like, yo, wait, you're designing a golf course in in uh, in Mexico. And and so that that started and and fast forwarded things. So we had to you know prematurely announce it and we announced it the the week that the stock market crashed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but God's voice is to me is is Peace and anxiety is one of like the, the obvious ways. Hearing God's voices, um, you know, it's it's hard. Um, it's the still small voice, you know. The um, it's not the. Uh, I mean, I mean, he'll he'll be in some some big loud things, um, mm -hmm. um, and those circumstances will happen. But um, so the overlap of that is that when um, the vision for uh, owning Scott of San Diego happened at the hands of Tiger as well. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So That's he, right. He 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 wanted to learn how to skydive. It was so. two months. It was two months after we announced it. The stock market crashed. He had you down. Uh, you had already uh, uh, taken him on sixty jumps. To, you know, taught yeah. him how to skydive, and uh, he had you down. And I'm going down to to. My golf course wants to come down and and uh, and then that was his guys called and they said, "Hey, will you go down there and look after him?" 
Yeah. So I dressed like a golfer. I was never more yeah. than probably five feet from him, 10 feet from him the entire day. He never knew I was there until we got on the bus at the end of the day. And Amy Reynolds, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she looked over and saw, and she, she's looking at me and she's just like, and I've got my hat pulled down. I'm like, no, oh, no, no. And then like, is that, Bram, is that you? And then Tiger turns around. He's like, dude, what are you doing here? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> That's right. But I was down here. We were, we were, we were, uh, me and some of my buddies were teaching him how to skydive. And then, um, Buzz, the, the, the current owner, pulled me back in a room and he said, Hey, listen, what do you think? You know, and that was when the, the vision was first laid out. Yep. For the, for, for this. And, uh, you know, that took, and that was right as the stock market crashed yeah, too. That was 08. So yep. So now it now it puts in perspective for me your timing on yeah. that. I, I get it yeah. now. So while that is happening for you, it's being birthed for me right, right. in the middle of that. And yeah. yeah, it was like nine years later, right? That that uh, we bought it, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, 2016. 16. Um, that's not nine. Anyway, um, I was thinking, but close. Um, yeah, and. And when, and we bought this, it was a, you know, this incredible, complicated company that had, um, had potential, but it, it had, it needed some, it needed some, yeah. it needed some help. It and then, and then after that, a bunch of governmental regulations and stuff came in there and made things even harder. And it was just a complication after complication. But in the middle of it, here's me, I took, I took, it took me. Seven, eight years of learning, and it was pretty much just focused on the executive summary writing, writing for certain people's propensities and proclivities and their personalities and all those things that go into writing that, researching these people and then writing it for them. And I did 200 of those. And then uh, uh, you and I were talking one day and I asked you, I just said, hey, you want to? want to come on here and help me with this? Cause I don't know. What yeah. You, you, you make it seem like it was optional for me. Um, and you were super <laughs> sweet and nice. Um, yeah, no. And we should probably go with that story. Cause you know, it, it, to me, it didn't sound like, uh, Hey, you're partnering with me and we're buying tack air. I'm like, tack what? It's like the drop zone. I'm like the drop. What? I'm like it, the, the skydive place. And by the you way, know. you're going to learn how to skydive. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know anything about 27 skydives. He still doesn't have his A license. True. <laughs> Fact. Uh so so yeah, thanks for making uh it seem optional, but uh yeah, it it wasn't. Um yep. but but what what God told me, um, and then you said it in a different way, which which sort of like verbalized like this this feeling is like, hey, um, I know Mr. Gonzalez, the landowner, um, is still alive, and he, but he's 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 now you know in his nineties, and so I was getting ready, you know, and uh, and God said like, but I want you to continue to hold on that, um, and I want you to pour into um, TAC Air Tactical Air Operations, Scott of San Diego. Uh, with Bramstead. This is Bramstead's Punta Brava. And, and I, you know, I don't know what else he said. I was, um, I think that, I think the, the, the lesson in that, that I learned, and I've done that a few other times too with, with, with other guys, but in different areas. Right. 
but it, there's something about and uh, and uh, uh, Dr. Greg, who we had on this show, you know, Pastor Greg, or you know, he said uh, he said you 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 are going to be best at your vision after you have learned how to serve another man's vision. It's going to make you a better leader. You're going to and, and especially if you attach yourself to the right people, right? Sometimes the wrong people. Because you're going to learn what not to do mm-hmm. by sometimes mm-hmm. being around the wrong people. Yeah. And I learned everything. Well, not everything. I, I learned a lot about leadership by watching people fail in leadership. Mm. And I learned that in military. I learned that in life. I've learned that in you know a lot of different areas. And I know what I'm gifted at. I know what I'm not gifted at. And so I've... I've had to learn how to build a team of people that are going to be able to carry on with what they're good at while being attached to the vision that that is 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 my vision mm-hmm. but then giving them a piece of of that and saying you know this is your your piece of the vision go and 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 go and do it and then not micromanage them and let them do what they will because they're better at it and they, you end up looking good at the end of the day if you have the right team. You end up looking terrible at the end of the day if you have the wrong team. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but there's something about being able to serve another man's vision and being able to do it in excellence. And then, and that's what you did. You had no, there was no real gain in it for you for doing this. And and Jimmy, you know, there's no real, there's no mm-hmm. real gain in it. But uh, yeah, there you were, you know, and. Uh, um, and I thank God for that every day because I learned a lot from being around you guys, um, you and Jimmy, and learning uh, learning a lot of times what not to do. And it has been uh, it's been quite a ride. And I mean, to this day, you know, I look forward to coming in here every day because this is my other family. You know, when I when I when I come in here, yeah. you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's amazing. But, but watching, watching how, because I've had front row, front row, I've had front row uh, seats to this show ever since I've known you, which when I, when I met you and I think I met you in 2007, seven, I want to say, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause it was before, it was before the, the recession, but, um, but Gonzo had had uh, yep. had attached us, yep. you know. Yep. Yep. Gonzo, man, shout out to that guy. That guy's amazing, dude. He is such a such a freaking rock star. He was doing that urban uh, uh, warfare uh, training for CBP or something, and we were yeah. in, we were in downtown San Diego. Oh yeah, you know? <laughs> it was like we had to take out some guys. Uh, anyway, yeah, it was, it was so fun. But yeah, it was uh, it was an amazing. Um, it was it, it's it's amazing watching how all that has has uh, how all that's panning out for you now. So you have a golf course being built. You have a surf and golf resort being built. It's a private club. Private yes. club. Private it's club. Not a resort. resort. Yeah, it's public. It's not public, Jeff. <laughs> Yeah, it's but it's going to be a resort because then you're gonna have non-members like me showing up who don't golf well, and I'm gonna be ripping big holes in the ground, mm. um, things like that, and I'm gonna rip, 
place the divot. I think that's the term. I'm going to do that incorrectly. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. I'm going to, when I leave, uh, and I'm gonna, probably going to have my boys, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, they break things, and they break things a lot. Um, and so by the time we're done with it, it might be a resort. It's probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I apologize uh, in advance for uh, no, break, no, no, breaking, fine. breaking my, jet skis. and My superintendent uh, um, will really appreciate your divots and uh, <laughs> all the challenges that go with that with the Bramstead clan. <laughs> Golf and surf exclusive club. Punta Brava. The membership. The base of membership that you have is phenomenal you have uh you have a handful of of uh former and playing actively playing nfl quarterbacks you have um some of the most notable uh athletes uh some of the most notable hockey players you have um uh, some of the best and well most well-known athletes and uh do you have any hollywood types in there we try not to, right? <laughs> but I think there's a there's a couple who are not very many, but um, there's a, a couple you know incredible you know families, yep, um, who are business who are guys, enterta- top, top business in, in entertainment guys. industry, yeah. Um, some, wow, yeah, nice. So it's it's uh, so it's it's so it's happening. So how do you feel now that you're looking back over the journey? that you've been on to get to where you are now. And, 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 and I know you're not saying, okay, I'm, I'm not done yet. I mean, and God's not done. And this vision, it hasn't, hasn't fully happened yet, but I'm watching it unfold. Right. But how do you, when you look back over the the journey, like what is like, what happens in your, in your mind when you start looking at where you came from, Right. From I mean, from the vision looking like it was a full collapse of a vision to where now it's starting to unfold and knowing that it's like, of course, God gave you a specific set of skills to be able to do this. However, even with your own understanding, right, the Bible says lean not on your own understanding, but it does help to have understanding. It, to have a knowledge, I, I, but I I would I would say like God didn't give me a sp- specific skill set. Like I'm a C student in high school and in college. Um, the only reason I got into Pepperdine Law Schools, you know, uh, for that master program is because the founder uh, I went to college with his son, um, and so and I I was so I was definitely not the smartest, um, and. And so, like God used me, who who like doesn't really have a skill set, you know. Um, you know, Mom said I had a great personality. I'm special, you know. But but <laughs> um, and looking back, um, what he used was like this thing in me that that uh, you uh, uh, seals have called like resilience, um, and and he used that because he knew that I could outlast anybody. Hmm. And I would, if I'm 70 years old, you know, and, it, and it, you know, I, I would still be working on on this vision. Hmm. Um, and so that's that should be an encouragement to 
to guys who are like, who have a vision, but have like, by the way, I'm not a real estate developer. Like I flipped a couple of houses, you know, but before I start this, like I didn't have any experience like golf course, like, uh, you know, yeah. um, and I wasn't, you know, wealthy. My dad's a pastor, mom's a teacher, like, uh, um, and so like, and so it doesn't matter if you don't have any skill set. Like, you better have a work ethic and and some resilience. Mm. Um, um, you know, if you want to see a vision through or a dream through, if if um, if it's a good idea, you know. Yeah. How are your boys with this? Are they excited no, about it? Or, yeah, yeah. Every you know, uh, I'll text them. Um, be like, hey, look, look who just you know text me. You know, he's he's uh, we have a. Uh, six of our of our uh, founding members are on the nomination committee, and so they do the nominating, and then my partner and I are, are the kind of the final approval. And uh, and these six guys are are incredible. They're household names, um, incredible families. They they kind of hit everything. The character, reputation, and personalities are kind of the three core core things we look for in, mm -hmm. in, in members. Um, and. Anyway, it's just so fun. Like, hey, uh, you know, I text Sandiao's in Chicago, you know, and, and Sebastian's here. And look who, uh, you know, we just nominated who became a member. And it's like, oh, my gosh, that's awesome. Um, so it's a lot of fun. But the boys got to see dad pursue a dream, but but not at all cost. You know, they, they saw me do other things, figure out how to. Uh, provide for the family and just take care of your responsibilities and and be present. Uh, uh, the first two years when the boys were really little, I was I was stressed um, and I it was hard for me to handle um, this thing, this risk. And my risk tolerance is you know through the roof. Yeah, but I was you know going and and doing a ground up construction in a third world country is mm -hmm. you know uh, the about as risky as is. You can, and I had no experience. Um, and so, but but after the couple of years, it's like, okay, I'm going to settle in for the long run for mm -hmm. this this thing. And so the boys got to, that's one of the, the things that I'm proud of. The boys got to see me model the balance between pursuing your dream and taking care of your your family, your responsibilities, and, you know, uh, not at, at all cost. Yeah. So... Brian, it's been awesome. Man, I appreciate you coming by. Like I learned something about you today. <laughs> you know, it's it's uh it, and every time we sit down and have these conversations where it's just you and I, you know, I always I always come away with something and and I love that 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 uh not at all costs. And there are things that are worth keeping um keep staying keeping in the priorities in balance and you did that. Um, man, congratulations on your success. And, and I mean, by that, I mean the real success, you know, your yeah. family is amazing. Your wife is amazing. Your parents, I love your parents. And so it's one of those things that, uh, it's, um, and you have a tribe, you know, you have a tribe around you. That's, uh, that's one of my favorite parts too, but thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Love you, brother. Love you too. Bram radio. Stay dangerous.